If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yeah, man, it's the kid, Rasta Marco. And I just rocked the fort, baby. Let's get it. Yeah, I'm rocking Chrome Heart. Ooh, out of the whip, be out of start. Rasta. Alright, so we got my boy Rockstar Marco jumping off the porch with us today. Yeah, I'm here, baby. Shout out to DGB, man. Let's yes, get it. Yes, sir. Day one shit, man. Day Let them know, man. bro. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. So first off, just go ahead and introduce everyone you got sitting on the porch with you today, too, man. Man, I got the whole Rock Ridge. I got the cutest one on here, of course. I got the beautiful cat. I got my dog, Silent Funeral, man. You know what oh, I'm saying? Man. We got one fucking DJ presidential right here, you know what I'm saying? My nigga T-Money, my little brother right there. KO, day one family. Then Lazy B, man, my brother, 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 for sure. Yes, sir, man. Yeah, love Rod to see Rich. the support, man. Love to see him coming down and supporting you with yeah, the two. Sure, man, Rod Rich. Yeah, man. All right, so East Atlanta, you know, born sure. and raised, right? Yeah, for so sure. So just kind of talk about like your upbringing out there on the East Side, man. Man, really, I'm gonna be real, really like, I'm, I lived pretty much everywhere, so, but you know what I'm saying? I went to school and shit on the east side, but you know, typical Atlanta shit, just, just coming up, fighting, you know what I mean? Doing stupid shit, just living regular life. Shit was fun as a kid, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was always fun, you know what I'm saying? So being that you said, you, you know, you lived all over, what, what makes the east side different from, you know, the other sides of Atlanta, or is it pretty much all the same there? Nah, I ain't gonna lie, it's different. I feel, I feel like it's different. I just feel like, like niggas from the east side, we just like a little cooler, like I say, like a little laid back. Not saying like nobody else lame, but I feel like we just a little more laid back. Niggas just be on some get money shit, really, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. Do you feel like the city of Atlanta's changed much since when you were younger coming up, up until today? Fuck yeah, hell yeah. Like, even if you just look at the fact that down there, all the projects that started in Atlanta, they pretty much tore down now. Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta makes so much money now, it's like, it, everybody knew it was only a matter of time, you know what I mean, before they started tearing down shit, building up, you know what I'm saying, building up new skyscrapers and all type of shit, so yeah. it's like, everybody kind of getting pushed to the outskirts a little bit. Yeah, I see that they're about to tear down Four Seasons now, too, Yeah, man. for sure. I think that was like the last one that was still standing. <laughs> yeah, that was the last man standing. You know, they been got born homes and all that type of shit mm-hmm. out of that Perry home, all that shit. But yeah, Four Seasons. Yeah, shout out to all my niggas, Poe SC. Yeah. So when would you say you jumped off the porch? How old were you, Marco? Mm. Middle school, whatever. It just depends on what you consider jumping off the porch, you feel what I'm saying? Like, you talking about getting money, you talking about getting in the streets, period. Like, it was just young for me. It was just, it really, because just really just kind of the environment nigga came up around, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
I like it's my my real like we went to school together. He'll tell you like that just how it was. Like we just came up we just came up in that time like when it, like when kid when young niggas was really like starting to get on that violent shit. Not trying to you know what I'm saying glorify that, but it's just the truth. Like around that time, like Atlanta, like the, the young niggas in Atlanta really started turning the heat up in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Just a lot of shit going on. You know what I mean? Did you have any OGs out there, or were you, were you pretty much just running with people your own age at that time? For sure. I mean, I don't game bang, but I definitely had niggas who got me, like KT, or, you know what I'm saying? One Fire KT, like, he was definitely somebody who I, you know what I mean, really, like, listened to and looked up to, like, you know what I mean? It was just as far as God and OG Scott from Eastwick, you know what I'm saying? Just niggas, you know, a nigga just know who in the streets, but they, they been in there longer than you, so, you know, they got a little more wisdom, you feel what I'm saying? They got a little. They can tell you something, you know what I mean? And yeah. I ain't one of the people that think I know everything. Like, if I feel like it's something I can get better at, or I feel like you got some information that, you know what I mean, help me. Like, I'm a, I'm, I be all ears. Like, I just be trying to soak up game. I've always been like that since a kid, though. Yeah. No, that's important. So you're not crashing out at a young age. For like, sure. you see a lot of these kids doing so these days. Nah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, Mario, ever since I've known you, man, you've been big into fashion, man. Like, how far back does your love for fashion go then? As a kid? Like anybody who know like know me, like I always been able to put this shit together, like for real, for real. Like I, I even as a kid, bro, I used to pick my own clothes. It got to the point I was just so addicted to fashion, nigga. Like when we couldn't even get the money to, to go get the clothes, I nigga be stealing whatever nigga I do. I'm just for that fashion. I, I was just thirsty. Like I always loved fashion, though. Like it, my appearance, just everything. And I always just like being different, like. Switching it up, like I always. And the crazy thing, everybody on that, like this type of rock star sweat now, but they gotta understand, man. I was doing this shit as a young nigga. Nigga, to tell you, I, I'm to my back when they weren't cool to wear tight jeans mm -hmm. or to have ripped style in your pants. I was on that, you know what I mean? I, I, that just been me, for yeah. real. Wait, was that something you set out? Like I want to be different, or was this just what you nah, fucked with? It just really just, just my natural. You know what I mean? It's just really what I like. Like you know what I'm saying? It's just. It's just really me, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never had to like go out my way to try to be different. It's just like, I'm just being myself and then you realize like, oh, I'm different, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> What's your thoughts on like the fashion trends and rap right now then? Mm, I mean, I feel like everybody trying to get on the same wave now, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, you see a lot of motherfuckers wearing the same shit because like Instagram just allow everybody to look at what everybody else is doing, so it's like, Shit be like real trendy now, you know what I mean? Like it be get sensational real quick and everybody go drop and go buy these or it be a certain Gucci shoes that everybody trying to go get type shit, you feel what I'm saying? But I like when they do that because as soon as they do that, I'm gonna go the other way. You know what I <laughs> mean? Real, for real, yeah. for real, you know what I mean? So, you know, I always pay attention to what's going on, just the trends, you know what I mean? So, like I said, I avoid, I pretty much try to avoid trends. So that's how yeah. I am. I'm gonna go the other way every time. I feel that. You got your own clothing brand? Yeah, Trap Rock Shop, you know what I mean? And I've been working with, with this upcoming fashion designer, my boy, the fashion Grim Reaper, you know what I'm saying? He hard, like my young nigga hard. He got a brand called Catastrophe. So I've been working with him too, but yeah, definitely been had my own brand shit, been going good. We about to have a reboot, like all new shit, so. Is this shit you designing yourself or do you have Hell someone yeah. helping out? Everything design myself. Of course, I mean, I, like I said, I might have somebody help me, like, because I've always been good at creativity, but I ain't always been good at making the creativity come to life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a big difference. Some people just think, oh, I got a good idea. Like, 
if, if you don't put the work behind it to make it known, it'll just be that. It'll just mm -hmm. be a good idea. Like, motherfuckers don't understand that. So it's cool to be creative, but you got to be able to put the creativity in, into the light. You feel what I'm saying? You got to be able to show it. No, nah, that's real, man. See, getting your modeling on now, too, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how did that Check opportunity nice. with uh, Rose and Good Faith come about? Um, shout out to David. Uh, David, um, he's, he's actually the owner of Rose and Good Faith. I was in uh, LA and I just pulled, like, he, I hit him up, you know what I'm saying? He was just like, yeah, pull up to the factory. So I pulled up um, to the factory. And really, I wasn't even, the crazy thing, I wasn't posted. It wasn't like I was supposed to do a photo shoot. It just so happened. He was like, yeah, just like, it just, Ian, Ian uh, Bosi is, is like uh, the photographer who did that shoot for HBO. Like, he a real good photographer. Shout out to Ian. But he was like, yo, I got the photographer here. Like, da, 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 we just working on this. Mind you, I didn't know, like, nothing. I'm just taking the pictures. I'm not realizing this shit finna be, like, on HBO, like, with all that type of shit. I didn't know that. So I just take the pictures. Boom, I ended up going back to Atlanta. And then David called me. He was like, yo, did you see um, the spread they wrote? I was like, no, nah, I didn't see. He was, he was like, go check it out. Like, and then I go check it out. It's like me on the front of the car, um, yeah. in the front of the article for the Juice World documentary. So that was cool. Shout out to R.I.P. the Juice World. Nah, that shit was hard. Is that something you want to continue to pursue then? For sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. The modeling checks be good. <laughs> be nice. I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> the motherfucker be different. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. As you can see, man, you tied it up, bro. Yeah, I, I know sure. you probably can't even count how many you got, oh, but nah. we way past, we way past the count. <laughs> <laughs> I see one spot on your shoulder, though. Mm -hmm. That's like one spot you got Ooh, left she over. She my tattoo, though. She gonna for real. Okay. Yeah. So what is it about tattoos that's like so therapeutic? so addicting that, you know, just gotta keep getting them. Man, for me, I always, like, even my mom would tell you, like, I always, even when I was a kid, I was saying I was gonna get tattooed. Like, I was, when I was little, I used to love Allen Iverson, you know what I mean? So I used to always be like, man, I'm gonna get tattooed up, like, hey, Allen, that girl, you know what I mean? Shit like that. So the first chance I got, like, 16, yeah, like 15, 16, I went and got me a tattoo. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Then I went and got another one. Then I went and got another one. And it just ain't stopped, like for real. And I had, like, I went and got face, man, I had face tats when I, well, really, I dropped out, but. At that time, I should have been in school. I already had face tats and everything. I don't folk, I like literally the school calling to my house like, yeah, I know he got all these tattoos. Like, what's going on? Like, yeah, high school, for real, for real. Yeah. Is there a piece um, that like uh, means more to you than the others or? Uh, yeah, and it's probably my smallest tattoo. It's my mama name right there. It's, that was my very first tattoo on my phone. Really? It's my mama name is real small, yeah. but yeah. That's probably one to me. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What did she think when she saw that one? 
Oh, she liked it. That's the thing. She ain't had no problem till I started hitting that face. <laughs> she was good. Like, even when I hit the neck, she was like, all right, you got it. You still them. covered up a little bit. Yeah, she was like, all right, you, you tripping. But when I got on that face, that's what she was like. Stop fucking up your face. Well, yeah, she loved the tattoos, though. Like, she, ain't, she ain't never had no problem with the tattoos. I got you. All right, so going to the music, how'd you get into rapping at first? Man, I'm gonna be real. I at first I I, I didn't want to rap. Like I'm for real. He'll tell you like all my friends was rappers and I wasn't rapping. Like this, I just didn't want to rap because at first I don't know if I didn't really understand. I always loved music, but I just didn't understand the point. Sometimes you feel what I'm saying? Thugging, Thugging for sure, <laughs> man. But like then um, I say I start. Uh, one day I just kind of started experimenting because my partners was already rapping, so I just started doing a little thing. And then, like, when I say, like, my first day when I really, really, I felt like I really was rapping, KT uh, from Canada, he was, like, the first one. He took me and Pablo to the studio. This is both of our, like, first songs ever. Like, this is the first time we both recording. He keep telling us, KT telling us the whole time. He's like, man, y'all nigga got there need to rap. Uh, he telling us, like, man, I'm gonna pay for the session. So we just sitting there like kind of playing with the idea, but not really, you know what I mean? Not really taking it serious, but KT's just like, man, I'm telling y'all, y'all doing everything any rapper doing. Every, man, a lot of the rappers was around us. I already was kind of biting it up anyway. So KT's like, man, I'm telling y'all. So we go to the studio. First day in the studio, like we go crazy. We do like four songs. Oh shit. Yeah, like, JP, the engineer, he like, this y'all first time rapping? We like, yeah, literally first time rapping. Like, we did a song called EA Sport. Like, I'm talking about crazy songs though. The first, like the first songs, like literally the first songs hard. Like, but then, you know, it's still at that point, you just to the point where it's just like you and your friends in the car, people mm-hmm. in the neighborhood listening to it. You're not really still thinking like, oh yeah, I'm finna try to go stupid hard. But it's like, once you see a little bit of potential, it make you kind of like, okay, cool. Like, make you start getting the confidence. Cause we was, of course, we was already doing everything on the street side. We was already slick famous. So like the confidence was there as far as just like me, myself. But I'm talking about being confident in the music you put out is totally different because oh, yeah. some people gonna judge it harsh who don't even know you. They don't know about your reputation. They don't know what you did. They don't give a fuck about what you did in the hood and all that. <laughs> they just want to know about the quality of the music. You feel what I'm saying? So. It was just like, we realized, like, okay, shit, this, this shit could open the door. We just kept going, kept going back, kept going back. Was there like a turning point that really made you guys want to lock in and be like, all right, let, you know, let's put some money behind this. Let's try this shit out full time. Hell yeah, I was, shit, when, when that shit happened, because like, when me and Pablo was doing our thing, like, I ended up getting locked up. So, um, I was locked up, he was already doing the thing. He was still, he was still, we was already hanging around Amigos. He was still like fucking with brother and he got down, started fucking with Pee Wee. Yeah. So I just remember one day, like, um, I'm probably like in the second year of my bid. I'm just in the, in the room chilling with my partner and we all used to listen to music. So they playing a song, one of Pee Wee's songs and I hear Pablo, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, who is that on? I'm like, who is that? I know his voice, but I'm asking my partner. I'm like, hey, bro, who is that on that song right there? He like, hood rich Pablo Juan. So boom, I run upstairs. I get on the phone, I call bro. I'm like, hey, bro, I just heard somebody playing that shit. He like, bro, I'm telling you, he like, bro, when you get out, like, we we turn up, like, all that street shit over. We get into the music, like, soon you get home. So 
I was already realizing like, oh shit, bro, out there doing this thing already. Like he still, he continued what we started. He just yeah. kept going, you feel what I'm saying? So he was really carrying the torch. So as soon as I came home, you know what I mean? We just, I just jumped right in line. And, and at that point, I really wasn't even, I was still wasn't trying to rap because I was just really, really I was focused on money, bro. Like, so, you know, I just got out. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm trying to run this shit up. Like, I'm not, I'm not, but at the same time, I realized what we got going on now and I'm peeping everything, you know? And I'm like, oh yeah, we really got potential now. So it's like, as soon as I came home, telling everybody in the hood, like, hey, bro, this is what it is, Pablo the one, like, we finna, we finna get rubbed through there, like, it's time, like, he, he got this shit. So it was just like, we just full, full step, head of steam, you feel what I'm saying, from then on, you know what I'm saying? Then, like, we got Peso, Peso came around, like, you know what I'm saying? It just started getting bigger and building mm -hmm. more momentum, and Blow was just smart enough to, you know what I mean, grab the right people from, because we was already amongst everybody was already amongst each other in the hood anyway. So then they could go get niggas like Ma. See, Ma was already got them like rapping and shit too. He already had his own thing going on on, on one for five and shit. But our niggas already knew Ma. Ma was one of the niggas who had talent from like from the day one. Like you could just see all the pieces coming together. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Slowly, like and you just, and once everybody realized what was going on, it just kept building momentum and getting bigger and bigger. Cause this shit was just too real. It was just, you know what I mean? Everybody, it, we just had the right mixture. It's like just building an all-star team, you know what I'm saying? Just imagine you just taking every, all the best shit the hood got to offer, the niggas who the freshest, the niggas who rap the best, the niggas who got the most going on, the niggas who got the most money. But all them niggas in a pot, like that, that were NPR. Yeah. How would you describe that transition, you know, leaving the streets, going into the music industry like that then? Um, different. Because I ain't even gonna lie, we used to, I used to get in trouble all the time. Me and Blow used to butt heads, Nate, real. I love him to death, but yeah, we, I used to get in trouble because I was still trying to do my thing and not be fully committed to the music like I was supposed to, you know what I'm saying? And doing a little stupid shit, getting into this, getting into that, you know what I'm saying? Mixing the street shit with the music and just, you know what I mean? Fucking up shit on my end, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, for me, it was a little bit tougher just because I was just trying to a nigga was just so focused on money, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you need it right now, I want it right now. Like, I got to head this shit right now, I got shit going on right now, you know what I'm saying? But, but it was, as far as like, just making the transition, oh man, it's way easier once you just wake up and you're like, damn bro, we getting paid to go party? Yeah. We getting paid to go, man, what? Doing, start doing features and shit. Once I started getting features and shit like that, that's when the nigga started like kind of leaning away from all the other shit, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm like, okay, this shit getting different. I'm like, oh yeah, I just made that in like an hour. I ain't even, bro, I would've might, might've had to stand outside for eight hours to make that. I just made that in an hour. You just realize. Yeah, you didn't have to risk nothing either. You didn't have to risk nothing. Then once, it's like, once we start really getting on the road, it's like, you start meeting the fans and all the supporters, and then you realize, like, damn, they understand this shit. They, they feel it. It's like, you don't even know these folks, but when you touch down, it's like, they understand wh who you is so much, they just, they respect this shit. It's like, y'all niggas, it's like we cousins or something. It was just how it was when we went to every hood. It was just so much love, you feel what I'm saying? Cause they just, they was like, yeah, this shit just raw. We were, it wasn't like we were trying to pretend, putting no extra on it, we were just being us, like, for real. Yeah. Like, real shit like packing shit out, like going crazy, like to come up with crazy, you feel what I'm saying? And it was just like, it went from zero to a hundred, like ASAP too, like it was just, before you nigga know it, we performing at Rolling Louds and shit like that, like shit getting crazy, like you know what I mean? Yeah, real rock star shit. Like, real rock star shit, for sure, yeah. for sure. 
did it take long for you to kind of find your sound that you wanted to go with? Um, yeah, I would say like to ma- it took it took me it didn't take me long to find my sound, but to master it to the point I wanted to. Because I always, if you even if you just listen to some of my first music, I always had the same ideas and shit. Like I pretty much been the same. I always had the bars that I, you know what I mean, that type of shit. But it was just like me just learning how to literally convey everything I'm trying to do through the music, like everything I'm feeling. Once I learned how to really go in and do whatever I wanted to do, that's when I felt like, okay, I unlocked the key. I was like, okay. Now I know when I just go in the studio, that shit just like, it, I just, really, I just play the beat and let the, like me and the beat just, we just talking, we gonna figure it out. Like, you know what I mean? And shit is it's easy, but that just come from repetition of just doing it over. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Over and over and over and over. And I had to learn that because I wasn't one of them niggas who going to sit in the studio for five, six, seven, eight hours, for real. Man, they be calling me out there, like, bro, you gotta come to the studio to take, I'm like, you gotta come get on this song. Man, I pull up <laughs> two, three hours, and they can get right back at Nate, they're like, where you going, bro? Like, you stay here, I'm like, But that's how I was, though, man. I, like, I just was like, you know what I mean? I like to live life, man. Sometimes in music shit, it's really boring, bro. It shit can get boring, too. You know what I mean? I like yeah, there's that. a lot more to it than just making the music. Yeah, and just see, it's like, even just with Instagram and all that shit, it's like, I don't know, I really just be liking to enjoy life, but sometimes you forget, like, oh, yeah, this is what y'all want to see. Y'all want to see me play with some money. Y'all want to see me, like, this in the cool <laughs> car. You know what I mean? But sometimes it's like, I don't be thinking about that shit, so it's like, I wouldn't do it. You know, they used to be getting on my ass, like, bro, get on your social media. You got to interact with folks. Just shit like that is just shit I had to learn. Because, like, I'm just one of, I'm just a real-life type person. Like, you know what I mean? I don't really be caught up in social media like that. I was just, like, I just want shit to be raw, like, real. Like, for real. Yeah, just had to shit be organic. It's yeah, you know what I mean? I ain't, and it's like, I'm not trying to show off everything. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Like, nah, I feel that. I really, I just like me just for my music. Because, oh. He the type of nigga pull out a twenty thousand around every day, like you know what I mean? Cause some people, that's just how artists be these days. Folks don't really, really fuck with their music like that, and motherfuckers just just fuck with the image. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They fuck with with the image that they putting out. It's like it's almost for me. It's almost like I be testing myself. Like nah, I just want to see if they gonna fuck with it just cause they fucking with it, not because I'm doing this or yeah. acting this way. Or I gotta do something crazy like backflip off a bridge or something, get <laughs> get some lights, like and it crazy. You know what I mean? No, I dig that. How'd you lock in with Pooh from, from DGB? Man, shout out to my nigga Pooh, man. R.I.P. Pooh, man. Shout out to his whole family. Um, really, uh, yeah, we met at South by Southwest. Um, they were early on, too. This shit might have been like, 27, like 2017 or some shit like that. Um, and we linked up. We had, we had just did one of them uh, performances. And um, Pooh walked up to me. We exchanged information and shit at the same time. I met Pish like from live mixtapes at the same time, so it was like once we went back to I went back to the A and all that shit. Pooh got down. He always showed me hella love. You feel what I'm saying? Like for real. And he had faith in me. He he. But I'm telling you, like he is one of the reasons I even got the formula that I got now about the, like dropping mixtapes and shit. Cause he hit me up one day and he like, hey bro, 
you got to start doing music. And I was like, what you mean? We, we just, he was like, no, not we, you, you got to start doing the solo shit, like more. He's like, you got to start dropping solo tapes. And he's like, you got to do them shits like every three, four months. Like you need to be coming with another one. Like he used to be, like he used to stay on me. And I used to really appreciate that shit because it was like, in the beginning, it's a lot of shit that I didn't know. You feel know what I'm saying? Plus, I'm getting caught up in so much other motion. It's just like sometimes it's just a whirlwind when you don't even realize what the fuck going on. You just waking up in hotels, jumping on the bus, getting out. You feel know what I'm saying? You don't got time to focus on little shit that you need to be doing. Like, nah, you need to be locked in the studio four or five hours out of the day. You need to do this. You need, you know what I mean? You be actually working and bettering yourself as an artist, too. You feel know what I'm saying? That's what he was just trying to tell me. Like, nah, bro, you got to get in the lab and keep working. And you gotta let these folks know like exactly what you're doing and your sound and everything. So it was just like, like man, I really, I really fuck with Pooh hard, bro. Like real shit. Yeah, like, he, he was always free to give out game to anyone. For sure. And he, and he realized like, cause I told him from day one, like, listen, bro, I don't really know it. I was like, bro, I just be knowing, you know what I'm saying? Where I'm learning, like as we going. But I was like, bro, everything you trying to give me all again, I'm like, I need it, bro. Like he just, and he, he really fought with me because he was like, okay, yeah, like Shawty really like trying to listen because I would, he would give me some game then I would go do it and he'd hit me up like, I see you, like, yeah, I told you, like, yeah. That was the move, like, but he would tell me like certain people to hit up, like, you know, DJs or like, just certain little moves to make, like, that somebody who really don't care about you, they went, they went, like this music shit, this shit grimy. Niggas don't really want to help you like that. Yeah, like, it's not too many genuines. Yeah, hell nah. And if they do want to help you, they want something out of it. It's something in there for them. Like, believe it or not, yeah, it's something in there for them. Don't ever think it's just like free. But it is some genuine, you know what I'm saying? It is some genuine people in the game, bro. It is. Yeah. Long live poo, man. I miss Yeah, my long live poo, bro. Like, yeah. for real, for real. All right, so you got the new tape out, Hoodstar. Um, just kind of talk about like the creative process going into this one. This is your second tape this year, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, really, the creative process was just really just getting high, just really going going in there with the game. Because it's like I had been going around so much, I hadn't been in Atlanta like that. So it was like I had just been road running like the whole winter time, fall. Like, I had just been road running like LA all the time and shit like that. So when I really came back. It was just like a nigga happy to be home, happy to be in, like in the hood for real. Like you just get that feeling. It made it made me want to make like that old style music, like you know what I'm saying, that real NPR sound, like you know what I mean. Them type, and I, I just really started picking them type beats. I started like, me and Danny, like Dan, Danny really popped it off. He sent me a pack of beats, and then I just got them. Once I made like two, three of the songs, I kind of had like the shell for the project. Like okay, this one I'm going with it. Like yeah, this one I'm finna do. You know what I mean? And I hit up screen, you know, that's family, hood, rich, uh, put that shit together real quick, you know, Trapaholics, that's really like my DJ, like that's really who do that day, pretty much all my tapes, you know what I mean? Yeah. What happened with the video to OnlyFans? You said YouTube banned this shit or? Nah, yeah, YouTube trying to ban it, see, I'm gonna put it on OnlyFans too, and, we, <laughs> and I'm about to shoot a whole nother like piece to the video. We're gonna put a whole nother piece to the video, make it real clean cut and shit. We going uh, Revolt TV and BET rated with it. <laughs> Give them a G-rated version, right? <laughs> oh God, definitely G, for sure. All right, you got my boy Jose Guapo on there on that hood star. Yeah, uh, Just kind of speak about you guys' relationship, man. I know you guys been rocking for a minute. Yeah, for sure. That's my brother Guap, man. Uh, love that kid. Def- like Guap, one of the, like Guap, one of the niggas who really like really were pushing the nigga, like motivating the nigga to rap too. That's why I always fought with him, like that's my boy from day one. Like 
He shit like even when we did the million dollar plug song, like he really put me on that motherfucker. I had I, at that time I ain't even have no solo tapes or nothing. <laughs> we in the studio, he just like, bro, get in there, like, get on there. I'm like, Shh, get in there, doing my thing. But he always supported me. He always told me like, bro, you got this shit. Like I'm telling you, like, he like, bro, that rock stuff. Shit. He like, bro, that's you. You been doing this shit like at the time. Like he be on me hard. Like and I, I respect that though. You feel what I'm saying? Like. He stay on the nigga like, bro, come on, bro, like, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Yeah. You guys got the new single, feeling like yeah, yeah, out right now. Nah, for sure, bro. Yeah, yeah that, that we got the video finna drop this week, matter of fact. Okay. Feeling like yeah, that, that motherfucker so hard, but collab project in the works. For sure. Okay. On the low though, we definitely we definitely got some shit going on. We done it, man. We got man. Man, we be on that. I can't feel my face shit like Jewels and Wayne. Hmm. Like, we got shit in the bank, like for sure. No, that's all. Right. So, have you started on the next tape yet? For sure. One thing about it, I got man, the nigga got emails and this shit. <laughs> but I, I stopped recording for like the past two months. I was just chilling, just kicking it. Like I, like I ain't record for like two months. I literally just started recording like two days ago. I recording, but okay. I got so much shit stacked up, but. Definitely new project on the way. We're gonna hold down, the, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna hold this shit down. Yeah. And you just got the um, situation with live mixtapes and TSO, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah that's some distribution, man. Shout out to my boy Pish, Brian over there. Like, it's always been family. They're another one, like, once uh, Pooh put the play together with, you know what I'm saying? Because once I met Pish, you know, it was another reintroduction, like, okay, yeah, like, yo. Know, Let's do business, like, but Pooh really was like, yeah, you need to fuck with them, like, they're a good avenue to help you get the music out, so, but, like, Pesh, that's my brother, man, he always, like, since day one, he, he been with me, bro, like, Shout out to Pesh, man, yeah, he's been solid. Pesh, he's solid, yeah. man. Over good. 10 years, we've been knowing him, nah, too, Nah, for man. real, my boy, Pesh is a real one. Yeah. A real. So, looking forward, like, you know, what's some goals you set for yourself, whether it's next year or so? Uh, next year, I'm trying to go crazy. Um, get get um, secure a bigger spot like in the fashion industry. Like really go after like shit with my brand. I mean pushing my label, my artists. You know what I'm saying? That like that's one of the keys right now. But because some people just think, oh, you got to be on and put somebody on that's kept. Like I was in a situation where we got them all came up together and grew together. So mm -hmm. it's like I be pushing them early, like early. I push them like I push me. You feel what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, we gonna we dropping new shit, um, definitely. But really, I'm trying to go heavy into that fashion shit this year, man. Really, that's what you look out for. I'm really about to go crazy with that. You know what I mean? Shows, all that, man. Rockstar Marco, I'm here to stay, baby. Yes, sir, man. Uh, what has being a father taught you about life? Everything, really, just patience and just knowing. You know what I'm saying? It's everything. Everything ain't, ain't about you. It's just. You gotta, it's, now you got something that you can give everything, and I love it, like, you know what I mean? It just, it really warm a nigga heart, that's what mm -hmm. it really do. It just show you, like, yeah, you got a softer side, really. You know what I mean? And it just make you wanna go harder, like, you know what I mean? For real. Absolutely, man. Uh, what's some advice you would share to youth coming up right now? I ain't even finna sound like no lame-ass after-school program or some shit, but really, what I'm gonna tell a nigga, just be you, for real, for real. Just be yourself. Don't be on Instagram trying to be the other niggas and shit. Like, listen to your family and really just, just
just think about the future because that's one thing. Even me as a kid, you you be thinking like, oh, it's almost like you feel like you're never gonna grow up. Like, oh, I ain't gonna live. I got forever. I got forever. But it's like a lot of kids right now I just feel like they just influenced by a lot of bullshit. You know what I mean? Not the right people. So I would say just be yourself. Listen to your people. I ain't even gonna say your parent because you might have a fucked up parent, but listen to the people who really got them, who care about you. Yeah, no, that's solid right there. All right, Marco, you got any shout outs you like to give before we wrap it up here, bro? Man, I want to shout out to the whole motherfucking Rod Rich, man. I want to shout out to uh, my fucking designer partner, Fashion Grand Reaper, the motherfucker on the way, man. Shout out to, man, the whole east side, the whole city, man. Free Atlanta, man. Free everybody in Atlanta, man. Shout out my brother, Pablo. I love you, kid. Pablo on the way. Free peso, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm rocking Chrome Heart. Ooh. Auto the whip, be auto start. Rock star, yeah, body full of art. Trap star. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.